Welcome to The Refresh from Insider, presented by WebEx by Cisco. I'm Dave Smith. And I'm Rebecca Ibarra, bringing you real-time news, fresh like live radio, but on your schedule like podcasts. Here's the latest. Ukrainian President Zelensky, who's become extremely good at calling out world leaders over Zoom, did it again yesterday. Addressing an emergency session of NATO, Zelensky said, quote, Never tell us again that our army does not meet NATO standards. President Biden had historic meetings with NATO and G7 leaders Thursday. Three key takeaways. One, NATO will respond if Russia uses chemical weapons in Ukraine. Two, Russia should be removed from the G20 group of industrial nations. And three, the U.S. will welcome 100,000 Ukrainian refugees. And there was this. NATO has never, never been more united than it is today. Putin is getting exactly the opposite what he intended to have as a consequence of going into Ukraine. The president travels today to a Polish city near the Ukraine border to meet with refugees. A new poll shows most Americans don't approve of Biden's handling of the Ukraine crisis. The Associated Press poll shows 56 percent of people surveyed, including 43 percent of Democrats, say he isn't tough enough on Russia, while a third say his response was just right. If you needed proof that Uber is not the same cutthroat startup it was under Travis Kalanick, the latest news is that it's partnering, yes, partnering with New York City taxi cabs. If you remember, the two groups have been battling for years over the same customers. But now cab drivers in New York City are about to access a massive pool of customers, while Uber gets a ton of new drivers to help handle things like food delivery, which has become a massively lucrative business for them. The European Union is set to pass the most sweeping legislation looking to rein in big tech. The Digital Markets Act forces companies like Apple and Google to work together and offer each other services on competing platforms. For example, Apple would be forced to have an alternative to its app store on all iPhones. We're updating the news as it happens until 1 p.m. Eastern, so keep checking in. Coming up, we talk about Netflix and its push to take over the Oscars this Sunday. WebEx is driving hybrid work by ensuring almost anyone, almost anywhere, can be seen, heard, and have the ability to contribute equally. Learn more at webex.com slash hybrid work. Ginny Thomas, wife of Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas, was texting with Mark Meadows just days after the 2020 elections, begging him to forcefully overturn Joe Biden's win. The Washington Post and CBS News have the scoop. Do not concede is just one of the 29 text messages obtained by the January 6th committee. A little context. When Trump asked the Supreme Court to stop the release of his presidential records to the January 6th committee, Clarence Thomas was the only justice who voted in his favor. Donald Trump has filed a lawsuit against Hillary Clinton and nearly 30 other political opponents, accusing them of conspiring against him during the 2016 election. Trump says Clinton and others falsely connected him with Russia and purposefully vilified him in public. He's seeking $24 million in damages, accusing them of conspiracy, computer fraud, and even racketeering. You are not hallucinating. It is 2022 and Trump is still going after Hillary Clinton. 
The January 6th committee wants to pursue criminal contempt charges against two former Trump advisors, Peter Navarro and Dan Scavino. Both worked in the White House and have defied congressional subpoenas demanding information about their involvement in the insurrection. They claim executive privilege, which the Biden administration has denied. Move over, Peloton. Instacart is joining the ranks of services we desperately relied on during the pandemic but don't seem as essential two years later. The grocery delivery app is facing a severe decline in growth and has cut its valuation by 40%. That's business talk for they are losing a lot of money, but they probably still want to go public. Cannabis stocks are high as a kite right now on word that Congress has scheduled a vote to federally legalize marijuana. The House will vote next week on the Marijuana Opportunity Reinvestment and Expungement Act, long name. It would remove weed from the list of federally controlled substances, fund programs in communities damaged by the war on drugs, and expunge some weed-related convictions. A former equities expert at Goldman Sachs who moonlighted as a DJ has been charged with laundering more than $2.3 million in Bitcoin from criminals around the world. Thomas Speaker allegedly worked with dark web drug dealers, among others, and charged clients up to 12% of the money being laundered. Prosecutors in Manhattan described Speaker as a virtual Bitcoin ATM, where, on top of his laundering, he also exchanged hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of crypto for cash. Turns out we may have been calling the ancient Incan city of Machu Picchu by the wrong name for, uh, I don't know, more than a century. A U.S. archaeologist and a Peruvian historian say the Inca actually called the lost city Huayna Picchu, or simply Picchu, after the mountain that overlooks the ruins. Huayna Picchu. Got it? Good. This Sunday is the biggest night in Hollywood, the Oscars. As usual, all eyes are on who will win Best Picture. Right now, Netflix's Power of the Dog, directed by Jane Campion and starring Benedict Cumberbatch and Kirsten Dunst, is one of the favorites to win. And insider's Natalie Jarvie says even though viewership for the Oscars is declining, it would still be a watershed moment for Netflix if it scores the top award. Yeah, the Oscars may not be what they were in kind of the broader public um, conscience, but in Hollywood, they are still the most important night of the year for film studios. And Netflix is still a relative newcomer in Hollywood. They've only been making original programming for just under a decade. And so Netflix wants to prove that it can play with the legacy film studios that have been making movies for, you know, a century. Uh, And winning that Oscar statuette really will symbolize to Netflix and to all of Hollywood that the company has really made it. It's probably worth explaining, Natalie, that films don't necessarily win Oscars solely on artistic merit, right? It's a huge PR push that involves very expensive ad campaigns that target very specific groups of people like Academy members. So what has Netflix been doing to get Academy members to vote for Power of the Dog? Yeah, I like to think of Oscars night as a bit like election night and the months leading up to the Oscars as a bit like uh, your campaign cycle. There are months of campaigning that go into winning an Oscar. Mm. Netflix does the same thing that all of the studios in Hollywood do. So the um, the advertisements, the billboards, the screenings, all of those are the things that you know every film studio will do. But what Netflix has done is they've gone a step further. 
So that means that uh, Netflix is putting up billboards. Uh, in fact, Netflix bought a bunch of billboards along Sunset Boulevard in Hollywood, which is kind of the main drag through Hollywood. Many studio execs uh, drive down Sunset Boulevard on the way to their offices. Mm. So if you want to uh, capture the attention of uh, Oscar voters, that's the way to do it. They have launched a magazine that is directed squarely at Oscar voters and has huh. beautiful photos and glowing stories about uh, Netflix movies so that when time comes for them to sit down and fill out their ballots in the week leading up to the Oscars that they want to select a Netflix film. So if Power of the Dog does take home Best Picture at the Oscars, what does that mean for the future of Hollywood and the movie making industry? A streamer has never taken home Best Picture. So if Netflix can win this top award, it will really signal that a shift is happening in Hollywood, that, uh, you know, movies aren't just those titles that you go see in a theater, that movies can also be a, a title that you sit down and turn on at home on a Friday night. And it will signal that, you know, the way that Hollywood makes movies and consume movies is shifting, mm. but it will also signal you know, that Hollywood has finally recognized that Netflix is, is kind of the, the dominant studio. Natalie, thanks for chatting. Thank you so much. Natalie Jarvie is a correspondent and editor at Insider. Be sure to follow the Refresh from Insider on your favorite podcast apps, or better yet, go to insider.com slash the refresh to use our custom designed player. We also want to hear from you. Reach us at the refresh at insider.com. I'm Dave Smith. And I'm Rebecca Ibarra. Thanks for listening to the Refresh from Insider. Insider.